is the first fucking American who knows what he's talking about in hockey. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to Puck Me Sideways. As always, I'm your host, Rove, and with me is my partner, 2L. 2L, what do you think of the first week of hockey so far? Uh, man, I don't know. I uh, kind of snuck by in uh, fantasy. That's my main concern right now. I'm a little worried about my team, uh, but there's a lot of surprises right now. And I mean, I think- your team isn't quite as much of a dumpster fire as uh, some of the others in our league, but... Well, I mean, let's let's we'll put this out there right now. I had a, I have Alex Ovechkin. He's been a keeper of mine for three years now, and I mean, the guy scored seven goals in two games. So if he hadn't done that, though, I would be sitting on zero and one. And Rove over here tried to snake me out of a win this morning because I tied with my matchup and. The tiebreakers based off of goals scored for the week, which is a legitimate stat to make it to break a tie. And he's out here saying, Oh, well, why didn't you play the guys in your lineup that you should have? Because blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, You know what, Rove? It's been like that for a few years. You always do this crap, Rove. <laughs> well, to be fair, I mean, it just, I woke up like, Oh, wow. Uh, two of them actually just tied. And then I saw that you won. And I was like, How the hell did that happen? So you can you can at least understand with my little bit of my concern, but you know. No, no, yeah, I can't because you think I'm out here just trying to swindle this entire league out of their money. I can't help it that I just win money every year. I don't do anything for it. I I, I don't do anything special for it. You're the one that's out here trying to throw these bogus trades out. You are the Bill Cosby of our <laughs> fantasy hockey league. You know that, right? Guy tries to tell everyone don't trade with Tuo because he'll just he'll just bend you over when. Rove sneaking up behind them and slipping something in their drink. I mean, I wouldn't call it as slipping something in their drink. It's just, you know. What was that offer you tried to get? You tried to get Victor Hedman from somebody for, I don't even, (laughs) what was it? Like a bag of pucks and Dion Phaneuf. So two bags of pucks. (laughs) Basically. Yeah. Yeah, Which I ended up dropping Phaneuf anyways, but. uh, Well, yeah. And you know, all the people in this league are all my friends and they're texting me saying, Hey, Rove just offered me this trade. What do you think? And of course I'm going to tell them don't trade with Rove. Don't do it. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I, I, uh, snaggled, uh, uh, Klingberg there in that one deal. Yeah, because it was a fair trade. You traded Ryan Suter and Brandon Saad for Klingberg and somebody, right? It was just Klingberg and uh, or for uh, Brandon Saad and uh, um, for Brandon Saad and uh, uh, Ryan Suter. Well, guess what, buddy? I don't know how that deal's looking out for you right now because Brandon Saad is second and tied for second in the NHL with six points after. Yeah. The- I mean, I think he's going to cool down, so that's why. Yeah, yeah, you say that now. Oh, my God. You say that now when last week you were like, 
oh, he's 23, he's young. <laughs> I think he's going to do awesome. I loved him. You were all hyped on him. No, and now you're I was trying him. to work him for a trade. Yeah, yeah, all right. You're a clown. Oh, hey, got to sell him high, and, you know, sell him high, and then, you know, get somebody <laughs> in that you need, which I needed a defenseman, you know. I mean, I I couldn't just handle with wrist, uh, with wrist line in there. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, Ryan's full disclosure. Enough. Our league counts hits as a stat, so Rove wrist line and has a ton of value, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. I I secretly think that Rove just wanted to start this podcast with me because everyone that I suggest, he goes and adds. He drafted everyone I talked about. Now he's actually got a decent team for the first time. I think. Right. So I'm taking your <laughs> advice. You know yeah. I mean? so. Yeah. And now he's, now he's putting up big points. This guy, I'll tell you. Anyway. Hey, tonight, tonight, I think I, let me check real quick. I think I got uh, a team put up some pretty nice points. 52, uh, 52 points so far just tonight. Yeah. All right. I don't, nobody cares. Well, I am. I'm just saying. You'll you know. blow. Your goalies suck. You'll butt. <laughs> anyway let's let me let me lead into that lead into this uh i just want to talk to you about some of the stuff that i talked about in our last podcast we got some stuff that's holding true and we got some stuff that's kind of flipping what i said on its head a little bit so um vegas is off to a 2-0 and start i mean i don't like to look into the first week of this season and say uh, you know it's such a small sample size so i don't want to think too much of it um, but you know, they're starting off strong. They're two and O James Neal has, uh, had a couple has, I think three goals in these first two games. He's kind of driving that offense. Um, flurries looked good. Uh, you know, it's, they're not going to stay up there, but I think it's a good thing for the league to see them start off. Cause this is the season that they're going to have a lot of hype. So, um, I want to see Vegas succeed just for the sake of growing the, growing the NHL. Um, but yeah, they're off to a good start, mostly thanks to James Neal and Marc Andre Fleury. Well, and you also wonder too if they had a, maybe a little bit of emotional, you know, kick here and for some motivation and everything due to the Las Vegas attack and everything. You know, maybe they're they're playing for something, which is you know could give them a little bit of motivation, get that two and zero out there. Right, right, and a really cool, um, a really cool gesture from the Dallas Stars. They. Uh, had a moment of silence to honor the victims and uh, the stars went over and stood behind the entire line of Vegas. So I, that was a really cool gesture. Yeah, for- I, I saw that. I thought that was, uh, I thought that was pretty awesome too. You know, it was just it come, everybody coming together, you know, and, and, you know, understood that what happened was a tragedy and whatnot. Um, yeah, I, I thought this, the Dallas stars did, you know, really great sportsmanship and everything when they did that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. And, uh, so it's a good time for uh, for Vegas to start doing well and just kind of take that city's mind off of everything and just, you know, go to a sporting game and, and relax. So, What uh, – um, any surprising turnout so far, do you think? Besides – just besides uh, um, Vegas going 2-0? Um, like I said, I think there's some stuff that I talked about last week that um, is kind of holding true uh, – Chicago's up there. They're two zero and one. The surprising thing in the Central and the West is Colorado started off two and one, and you know it's funny because Nail Yakupov has three points in his first three games, skating on that line up there with Nathan McKinnon and Sven Andragetto. And uh, I follow a guy Dauber Hockey. Uh, he he's a fantasy sports guru, 
Um, and he said, let's all, you know, pump the brakes on Yakupov before we see, you know, his minutes go up. He's scoring, you know, he scored two goals today against New Jersey. Um, so I agree with that. We got to see, you know, you don't want to jump, uh, jump the ship here on Yakupov too much, but, um, yeah, Colorado is, you know, started off two and one, uh, Varlamov, uh, has been a rock in net. I was a little upset the other night. He, uh, I have uh, Henrik Lundqvist on my team and Barley just shut the door on him. And, you know, uh, so that's exciting. One of my good buddies, a Aval- avalanche fan. So I, I-, I wouldn't mind seeing the abs turn around. Hey, maybe Duchesne will stick around if they start to not suck so bad. You never know. <laughs> he wants out so bad and I can't really blame him either, but well, who knows? Maybe they'll turn it around and, you know, he could be a key feature there in that, um, on that team, like he always has been. And, yeah. Well, the problem is, is that Colorado management kind of messed that whole thing up. You know, Joe Sackick was a great, great player, a great leader. I'm not so sure he's cut out for the GM game, like maybe like, you know, Steve Eiserman is or anything like that. Um, but, it, you know, Duchesne grew up an Avs fan. He loves Colorado. He loves the Avalanche. I think the organization just just messed him up so bad. So that's the only reason he really wants out. Um yeah, so, you know, the other surprise that I saw in the Central, you know, and again, small sample size. We're two, three games into the league. Um, Dallas starts off slow. Um, I, they, you know, Dallas is always going to – I think they're going to figure it out as the season goes. Um, there's a lot of new faces, and I think there's just too much talent for them to be down there at the bottom um, of that Central Division. You know, things will even out. Colorado's not going to – you know, win every two or three games the rest of the well, year. They just have so much offensive talent, especially with Ben and Sagan and, um, you know, Ratlov now. And, uh, um, you know, they have the solid half decent defense. Uh, you know, their goalie situation isn't bad either. So yeah, they should be able to uh, turn it around here. You know, they have one of the best power plays um, obviously besides Pittsburgh, but their power play is awesome. Right, right. So, the, I mean, yeah, like I said, it's always way too early to worry about stuff like this. Nashville's 0-2. Um, that's not going to stay like that forever. Um, Winnipeg's 0-2, which stinks because, like I said last week, I really want to see Winnipeg succeed. Um, Steve Mason has just gotten lit up his first two games, and I'm particularly upset about that because – not too upset because I drafted him as my third goalie. I took him in a, as a late flyer because I thought, you know, the Jets had potential. Although they did just uh, total, just like clean up on Edmonton tonight. They just uh, – their score just went final 5-2. to two. They just beat the Oilers. Um, but Connor Hellebuck was a net, right? <laughs> so um, I may have to go add Connor Hellebuck if you don't do it before this is already over. <laughs> um, no, but I think I think they're going to give Steve Mason every shot to succeed there because they're paying him like the starting goaltender. Now, granted, it's only four million cap hit, but um, yeah, I, I, I'm not too worried about it yet. They played Toronto, and um, I can't remember who their, their second game was against last week, but you know they played two high powered offenses, so not too concerned about that. So I'm not. I wouldn't go out and add Connor Hellebuck just yet until. Um, that timeshare pans out. 
Are you, are you telling me not to add him because you secretly want to add him or, you know, you're actually for real here. I can't, I can't quite I, tell. I'm not going to go out and add him right now. Just because, <laughs> just because he beat Edmonton tonight. Well, I just needed to clarify. I just needed to clarify. He lost to Toronto. Steve Mason actually played decent against Calgary. He gave up six goals on 45 shots, but I mean, uh, I think at least three of the goals are on the power play. So Winnipeg didn't do him any favors. They're not going to, you know, don't go add Connor Hellebuck until you see, Worst case, you know, worst case, I'd say it's going to be a timeshare and use the void, um, both goaltenders. So, um, yeah, I think the cool story right now is um, Washington is not going to be as bad as everyone thought they were going to be. And a lot of that has to do with um, the younger guys stepping up, particularly Jacob Vrana um, playing on that top line with Ovi. Uh, Barry Trotz has decided to throw Kuznetsov up on that top line with Ovi. Um, roll with Jacob Vrana in the top line and then Baxter Minoshi um, and Burakovsky on that second line. So um, I like what Barry Trotz did there, kind of getting a little younger legs in Vrana. He's been kind of, um, I think Caps fans have been waiting for him to come up a little bit. Um, he's assisted on a couple of Ovi's goals. He's, he's, he's got a lot of speed. So I think that's, that's um, helping. So, but Ovi scoring seven goals those first two games. I mean, he came into camp at least at least 10, 15 pounds lighter than he was last year. So um, I think Ovi's out to prove himself this year. Um, I, I'm honestly, and it's easy to say now because he's got seven goals in his first three games, but um, I'd be shocked if he didn't go come back and claim that Rocket Richard again this year. I think he's a man on a mission. John Carlson said in an interview that Ovi just looks like he's on fire. He's determined this year. Um, I think in the preseason, the Caps came out a little flat. And Barry Trotz kind of scolded him and said, stop feeling sorry for yourselves about the playoffs again. And I think Ovi took that to heart. Um, so I'm interested to see how that how the rest of the season plays out with the Caps. Again, we're in a small sample size. Um, but, you know, as a Caps fan, I kind of want to see, again, I, you know, I love Ovi. I want to see him win that cup. But they lost Tampa Bay tonight. Um, you know, so Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay uh, is looking pretty good. Another guy. Uh, Vladislav Nemestikov is playing on that top line with Stamkos and Kucherov, and he's fit in nicely. Um, but the big story, I think, with Tampa Bay and to their success right now um, is the continual growth of Braden Point. And I know you're all happy about that, but how did you find <laughs> How did you ever know Braden Point? This because, well, originally, I know in preseason, he actually played on that little bit of that top line, too. So I know he was a guy to watch out for. But, um, you know, he had that point streak at the end of last season, and he's just carried it over. He's played phenomenal. I ha- he had a goal and assist again tonight. You know, he, he's, he scored a goal and an assist in each of the first three games so far this season. So he's he's just I, – I mean, I, th- I think the kid's for real. I mean, I think he'll cool off a little bit, but – you know, I think I think he might be good. You know, I I, I don't want to give a you know a total rock steady um, ceiling and 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 uh, floor for him, but I think he's going to be in that. You know, he, I'd be shocked if he had less than fifty points. I'd be shocked if he had more than sixty-five points. Um, Andre Palat is playing well with him. He's on that line with Tyler Johnson. That's that line just clicking right now, and that takes a lot of pressure off the Stamkos Kucherov line, um, which is good, and that's been a crucial part to Tampa Bay's success. Uh, so far up into the season. Um, another s- kind of shocking thing um, is Det- as Detroit started off 2-0, and but I'm not looking too much into that because that was basically like, it should just say Atlanta Conference, Toronto 3-0, Jimmy Howard 2-0. and 
because the only reason Detroit won those two games is because Jimmy Howard absolutely stood on his head. Yeah. And, and that just shows you why Detroit management chose to protect him in the expansion draft and expose Peter Mrazek. Because besides Peter Mrazek's, um, he got some attitude problems in the locker room. Um, he just shown he's not ready to take that over yet. He's got a lot of talent, but Jimmy Howard is not someone that is not someone to sneeze at. He's represented Team USA before. Um, he's a solid goaltender, so it's his crease to lose right now. And the way he's playing, I'm not going to put Detroit in. You know, I'm not going to say, oh, they're going to make the playoffs or anything like that. But um, Jimmy Howard is is locked in right now early to start the season, and that's a good sign for Detroit. Yeah, I like Jimmy Howard a lot. I mean, I actually just added him for fantasy purposes, but, um, you know, he's had two solid uh, performances. I don't think, it, you know, with Detroit's team, I don't know if that's going to happen all the time, but, you know, he definitely he seems like he's ready this year. Um, he's, he seems like he's dialed in. He's seeing the puck well, and, you know, hopefully that continues for him. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, that Atlanta conference is, and I, I suspected this would be the case with Toronto this year. They've scored 19 goals. They've given up 10. Um, they've given up They're you know, in that they're giving up a lot of goals, but they're scoring a lot. And, you know, that line of, of Matthews and Nylander, um, obviously Matthews has started off strong. Nylander's got a good start. Um, Nazem Kadri with Patrick Marlowe has been, they're still trying to find their chemistry, but Nazem Kadri, um, has really come into his own. He was kind of, I think, just the, because of Toronto just not being good, I think Nazem Kadri was kind of brushed to the wayside a bit. Uh, but he's a crucial part to that Toronto attack. And the better that he can perform and take more pressure off of those guys, uh, Toronto's going to be scary. Uh, like I said before, with their decor, uh, it's they're going to go as Morgan Riley and Jake Gardner go too. So they've been pretty good. Nikita uh, Zaitsev's been uh, solid to start the year. So if they can get that depth to keep contributing as well, uh, I like Toronto's chances to, I, I said that they were going to finish in that top three in the Atlantic. Uh, yeah, again, it's too early to tell a small sample size. So I, I'm feeling good about that pick, but um, I think the big surprise, well, not so much, you know, Columbus and the Rangers. I, I thought the Rangers would fall off. Hank pitched a shutout against Montreal the other night. That was a nice bounce back performance from him getting shelled the previous nights. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like, I drafted him as a number one goalie, and that's just kind of the product of my team because I always have late picks, and I'm kind of left with the scraps. So um, I think the Rangers, I, I don't expect them to finish dead last in that division just the same way. I don't expect New Jersey to be second in that division where they're standing right now. But a big key to that New Jersey success has been Jesper Bratt, who was the sixth overall pick in 2016. He's skating on the line with um, skating on the line with Taylor Hall right now, and they seem to be clicking. He's got five points in their first two games. Um, I actually just went ahead and added him in fantasy just because he's got the pedigree. He's skating with good line mates. Maybe New Jersey, this is the year that they turn the corner a bit. I said that, you know, I thought they'd be a surprise team. I just didn't think they'd get out of the gate so so early. So well, they have a lot of young guys, and I mean, and then when they when you have key players like Taylor Hall, they're um, you know, some veterans who are able to help lead these young kids. I mean, it, it can, it can end up uh, doing very well for the teams. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think, like I said, the problem with New Jersey is just, how's that D how's that D going to hold up? Uh, uh, Will Butcher's still coming into his own. I think he's going to be an impact D man, but as, a, as we know, it takes a few years for D men to find their footing in the NHL. Uh, as long as Corey Schneider can stay rock solid in that, I think New Jersey will be competitive. Um, 
Carolina's only seen one game on the schedule. They won a 5-4 game against Minnesota. Um, not a lot there. Uh, Pittsburgh did. I, I don't know if you, you had to have seen this. I think I texted our group chat about it. Pittsburgh just got absolutely shelled against. Yeah, they did, and, and it was it was beautiful. It, it was a thing of beauty. I I I enjoyed every minute of that. Yeah, yeah and that was they that. Got, that oh, they got. They shelled. just got pe- peppered, and you know it was that second line of Ryan Hartman, Nick Schmaltz, and Patrick Kane that did all the damage. Um, and I think that line's going to be that line's going to be potent all year. And I think the keys to success about Chicago, um, Jan Ruta. Uh, a young defenseman has really stepped up for Chicago. And that's what I said. Something that Chicago needed this year was with the loss of Nicholas Chalmerson, Johnny Oduya, Brian Campbell, they needed someone to step in. Uh, and I think he's doing that right now for Chicago team that desperately needed some help on the back end uh, going into this year. So like I said, Chicago is going to be up there. Um, there's a few teams that are just kind of, you know, one or two games played. Um Nothing really crazy going on. Buffalo's kind of toiling down there. Vander Kane has six goals on the year. I saw, or I'm sorry, six points, four goals. He had scored two shorthanded goals the other night. Um, certainly hasn't been a shortage of goal scoring to start the season, especially with the, the first week seeing four hat tricks between, uh, who was it, Ovi, Simmons, um, some, McD- Connor McDavid, and um, somebody else had a hat trick the other night. Do you remember who that was? Um, I know I – Actually, just mentioned it. Uh, well, Nick, uh, well, Nikolai Ehlers just had a hat trick tonight for Winnipeg as well. Yeah, so. Nikolai Ehlers just had one. Um, and oh, well, sorry, Obi had two hat tricks, so maybe that's what I'm thinking. But I no, think there, was, there was somebody. There was somebody on my fantasy team that had one, and that's what I'm trying to figure out. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I know. Uh, I, I know. I know. Uh, Simmons lit up San Jose in that first game of the year, and I, like I said about San Jose, I think that's a they're a slow team this year. I don't like much about them. Um, Kevin LeBanc had two goals in that first game. And that was somebody that I kind of targeted last week playing on that line with Joe Thorne, Joe Pavelski on the right wing. He scored two goals in that game, but the big story there was uh, Brandon sod. That's right. Brandon sod had a hattie as well. And he's, (laughs) and you know, you talked about that as well. And I just made fun of you for trading him, but he plays well with Jonathan Taze and they're a good, they're a good match on that second line. I'm going to call it their second line. I guess people consider Jonathan Taze the first line center, but I mean, what's your first line in Chicago? Is it Taze or Kane? So I say it's the Kane line because he drives the offense. So. Well, I mean, a lot of the reason why I was, I was pretty high on uh, Brand side at the beginning of the season was the fact that he is only 23 years old. I mean, he has room to grow. He's playing on a familiar territory on a familiar line with a familiar line mate who, I mean, Taze is not the worst center you could possibly have at all. I mean, Taze is pretty good. Um, you know, and, and hopefully, you know, I just thought they might click and, you know, first game of the season looked like I was good. I was right. So well, Jonathan Tay is obviously an elite two way defenseman. He's playing on your, he's playing top six minutes. He's on your top power plays on your top penalty kill. Um, so he's never been the go-to guy for offense necessarily over, over the course of a season, but uh, he's going to come through in the clutch when you need him because then he can, he knows kind of when to turn it on from, you know, focusing on the defensive side of things and trying to get that clutch goal. And that's why he's, you know, captain serious. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think there's a, there's not really a ton of too many big surprises right now, other than, you know, the emergence of, 
Um, that top line with the caps, you know, moving Kuznetsov up and playing with Ovi and, and Jacob Braun on that line. Um, I think it'll be, you know, stuff will start to really clear up a little bit in the next week or two as far as um, what teams that are actually kind of serious and what teams were just kind of flashing the pan for that first week. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, a team like New Jersey was a flash in the pan because, you know, they scored 10 goals in the last two games and only gave up three. Corey Schneider is a world-class goalie. They really took it to Buffalo the other night. So, you know, I think things will flush out as we kind of keep rolling here. What, uh, what, as far as fantasy uh, picks, you know, who should guys go after right now this week? You know, guys that might not be rostered right now that, you know, I mean, obviously if you, if Braden points out on your league right now, which he's only owned by like 60% of leagues, um, you know, you, you need to go out and grab him right now. Um, but you know, there's some guys who may not have that much depth yet. Um, you know, that you foresee, you know, people need to add right away. Yeah. Like I just said, I think, um, I think personally, and I'm not just saying this because I added him, but this is one of the, I, I mean, I did add him is, uh, Jesper Bratt. Uh, I think he had, you know, he's got five points in the two games. He's shooting the puck. Uh, he's getting 16, 17 minutes a night. I think if you need to take a flyer on somebody and this is a good week, the first week of fantasy is always a good week to jump on somebody that you think is going to take off. There's a good chance he does. If he sticks on that, on that line with Taylor Hall, um, even for the majority of the season, there's a good, there's no reason to think that he's not going to put up good numbers. So he's probably one of the early Calder favorites. I don't think he's going to eclipse 60 points necessarily, but if you need help and maybe in your keeper league, if you're in a franchise league, he's, I mean, he's been snatched up right last year, but um, if you're in a keeper league, especially I'd at least consider giving him a look. If you haven't added Nemestikov, uh, I don't know what to tell you. You're kind of behind the, behind the ship on that. But if for some reason he is available in your league, go, go, uh, go grab him. Uh, I just recently picked up TJ Brody because he kind of had yeah, it down. I was quite upset about that. I went to go get him this morning and I saw you had him at like literally a one thirty last night. <laughs> Sorry. Some of us have a kid, you know, and you gotta go. Yeah. To- <laughs> yeah. I was, I was, I was up a little late last night. So get off. I was at my, was at my sister's wedding. So whatever uh, yeah that, that's the first thing you think about at 1 30 in the morning <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i was i was bored you know um you know i'm not going to give you all you know young guys either uh richard panic is the one that's skating on that top line with Taze and uh brandon sod so he we know he started out hot last year uh and he's starting out hot this year he's got five points in that first three games and he's skating roughly you know 15 16 minutes a night even strength on that top line uh in chicago so Richard Panic is always that guy that, um, at least last year, everyone was constantly picking up and dropping because he would go through cold spurts. So he's one of those guys that you want to get on top of it now. Um, Uncle Leo in Toronto, Leo Komarov, he's the one that's skating on the line with Nazem Kadri and Patrick Marlowe. And Mike Babcock really wants to stick it out and see if those guys can form chemistry. He has so far. So especially in a league that counts hits like ours. Um, if you're not in a league that counts hits, it might not be as um, necessary to add, to think about adding Leo. But if your league adds, if your league counts hits, I definitely would consider that. Um, I think, uh, again, Jacob Vrana, I don't know. I know in ESPN ownership, he's at 8% owned right now. And that's, that's ridiculous because, again, he's skating 15 minutes on the top line. Um, definitely try and add Jacob Vrana if you can. Um, 
Yeah, there's there's a few guys. Um, Radulov hasn't panned out the way I thought he would so far in these first two games. But again, it's 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 early in the season. Um, I think it's um, to be fair though. Ben and uh, Sagan really haven't done much either. So <laughs> yeah, they've been they've been a little slow out of the gate. Uh, Charlie McAvoy in Boston, he just I mean he's owned by eighty one percent now, but that's because of a seventy one percent added in ownership, and that's you know a lot of Boston fans out there just knew about him early. Um, JT was the lucky guy that added him in our league. Um, you know, as far as guys in. You know, I'm trying to think of obscure teams on Las Vegas, maybe. Um, I think Jonathan Marsha saw – I don't think a lot of a lot of people drafted players off of um, Vegas, but Jonathan Marsha saw still is going to get, you know, a lot of a lot of time. He's seen 18 minutes a night so far. Um, David Perron has benefited with, by playing with James Neal, and that's another guy. If you're in a league that counts hits, take a shot at um, David Perron as far as Vegas goes. Um, again, Nail Yakupov is on that top line with Nathan McKinnon. He's got three points in three Colorado games. Again, I don't want to sit in here and say he's a must add, but if you're in need for depth, he's a first overall, former first overall draft pick. Uh, obviously things didn't go as planned in Edmonton and St. Louis for him, but Colorado is giving him a shot at top six minutes. So, uh, he might be a guy that you at least want to take a, take a healthy look at, uh, in the short term. Um, anyone that's caught your eye, Rove? Um, I mean, as far as, you know, defensemen, um, you know, I think that's a position that where everybody can uh, need some help. There's only a select few guys that are really elite. Um, you know, I mean, right now, I mean, I, I just picked up. I don't think it's going to last, but I'm going to at least, you know, I'm going to ride the hot streak is uh, um, Jake Gardner. Um, you know, he's on the power play up there in Toronto and Toronto has all those young kids. Well, I should say he's not on the top power play. He's on the Austin uh, Matthews uh, power play, which is what is technically the top. Right. (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah. There's, if you can find a way, keep always be monitoring that, that uh, top line situation in Toronto, always be monitoring that uh, first power play unit. I think a guy that's uh, not heavily owned in, uh, at least, and this is me going off of uh, ESPN, of course, uh, Zach Hyman, he's still going to continue getting top six minutes. He's on that left wing with um, Matthews and Nylander. He's only got two goals in his first three games. Uh, but, you know, he's personally on my watch list, and I think he should be on everyone's because he showed last year that he had the talent to, um, to be the guy that the Maple Leafs thought that he was going to be. Um, so, uh, again, and again, sticking with Toronto, Nikita Zaitsev is playing big minutes up there. Uh, he's a plus, plus six after, after um, yesterday's game. He's, he's playing 20 minutes. He's getting power play time on the second unit. unit. Um, he's a guy you want to definitely keep an eye on. Uh, Burakovsky, uh, he just, he's skating with Backstrom and Oshie right now, and I think that's going to stick. I think Barry, Barry Trotz likes that line. Um, he's another guy that's always going to get top six minutes. If you need help in net, um, Jacob Markstrom hasn't looked bad in Vancouver. Uh, Vancouver's not going to get a lot of wins, but if he can be the guy that they drafted, remember he's a first overall or first round draft pick back in the day for Florida. Uh, Jacob Markstrom could help you out if you need starts. If you're in a pickle, or maybe your third goal is not so strong. He's not going to be a solid one. He's, you know, maybe a solid, a decent two. Um, 
But goaltending is kind of we see how things plan paying out. Somebody's going to get injured. Always keep an eye on those injuries. Uh, I think the, in New York right now, the Islanders, uh, it's pretty much a full timeshare between Grice and Halak. Uh, if you're going to pick up one, you might as well go ahead and pick up the other and just kind of monitor the starts and see who's going to go from there. Um, but most of all, just keep an eye on those top lines. And uh, there's a lot of guys that sometimes skate on the second line and they'll be up on that top power play unit. And a lot of it's riding the wave of their offense and seeing uh, who's clicking with who. So uh, I think, like I said, uh, in the next week or two, things will start to flush out a little bit. Absolutely agree. Um, well, that's about all the time we have for tonight. Um, as always, uh, we'll be monitoring the next couple coming week and uh, podcast will be up on our next podcast will be up on Monday. Yes, Thanks, sir. everyone. Yep. Hit us up on Twitter. If any questions that you have, follow us. Um, give us yeah, like. Follow us, like us on Twitter. Um, we also have, you can feel free to email um, any questions you may have uh, to puck me sideways at gmail.com and you can submit your questions there and uh, we'll talk about them on the next podcast. Yeah. If we get any user questions whatsoever, we'll read them. So.